everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast, where today we are talking about everybody's favorite subject, church membership. I'm serious. This is a really great conversation I have with Sean, Garrick, and Nikki about the process of introducing membership to Coastline, what it means to be a member at Coastline, how membership at Coastline might feel a little bit different, and then ultimately how to become a member at Coastline. So if you have questions, comments, concerns about the introduction and all of the talking about membership that's been happening lately, this is the episode for you. And there are some really big application points that I want to remind you of. We have beach baptisms on September 10th. We have our membership class on September 17th. And of course, we have the application that you can fill out right now or after any of those events. And we want you to be a member at Coastline. We want you to officially join our family. So enjoy this episode. I sure had a good time talking with these people. And we will see you next week and every single week after that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Coastline Covenant Podcast. Happy to be back with three of my 12 favorite people. I'm not going to tell you where you sit on the list. Mm, thank you. But just know you're in there. Can I hear all 12? Yeah. Peter, John, <laughs> get it? <laughs> get it? Disciples, because this is church. Wow. Apostles, okay. not disciples. If mm-hmm. the three of us are in your top 12, that means three disciples three are out. It, well, right? Judas, yeah. Judas is sure. gone. Yeah. No Thaddeus too, because we have Thaddeus. no idea what he, what did he ever do? Yeah. Nothing. And I think, Thomas. you know, I know, oh, little, Thomas, little doubter, get little, him out of there. Little faith. I was going to say Peter. I know he gets redeemed there in the end, but I can see it being a little tense with him in the meetings. For you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, they were all members of a very exclusive thing, which was... <laughs> Good, I did not even right there. Beautiful. That was impressive. Didn't even write that. That wasn't even AI. That was a real moment that I just had. Wow. We are here talking about church membership and I'm excited for a lot of reasons. And I didn't realize how excited I was for the church membership conversation. And as I was drafting questions for this podcast episode, I was remarking on how much I think Coastline needs this and how I think this is a great step for us forward to be fully family. But I would wonder if everybody feels that way. And so I'm going to pitch it to you guys, this question. I have Sean, Garrick, and Nikki here who are kind of the architects of this in various ways. What would you say to somebody who says church membership is too official for Coastline? Nothing. Too official for Coastline? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would say, obviously I would dig into why they feel that, what do they expect from that, but... Um, I think I would push on that and say, well, if you're going to be fully family and a good family, you've got to have very clear like guidelines as to like, what are the expectations and um, kind of, I don't say rules, but it's like, how are we going to live with each other? Mm. Right. And I think membership is that place, right. Of giving us a little bit more, this is what's expected of being a part of this family um, and I think laying out those, those expectations is important. I think laying out too the, like the commitments that we are making collectively, hmm. I think is important, right? Like that's, that's, what's different than just like, oh, I come and attend versus like, I, I am in this place. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it brings a level of, um, what might feel like, oh, this is official in the sense of something's written and something's expected, but I think also too, that's loving because it also brings clarity as to this is who we are and this is what we're trying to accomplish together. And we're not just a grouping of several hundred people that are just, we're kind of doing whatever we feel. 
That's really, really profound. And I, I was going to have my next question kind of hit on that idea mm-hmm. that you just hit on, which is the idea of, okay, if it's not so official, how is this then fully family? How is this living into one of our core values? So Sean, Nikki, any insight on that? Well, I, I think I understand the hesitancy of not being excited about membership because I don't know if anybody would associate like positive feelings or a positive memory with church membership, right? I think we could probably come up with more negative experiences. But if you think about how a church is, is going to be run, your options are really either some sort of authoritarian system where either a couple people make decisions for everything or it's democratized where it's kind of shared amongst many people. Yeah. And if you're going to actually have a value of wanting lots of input and people to speak into it and to people be involved with it, then in the end, you have to choose a way that people get to participate in that. And that is ultimately membership. And I um, I don't think that you or I, Garrick, we have any desire to hold authority at the church with kind of an iron fist. We want to no. share it. We want to give it away. Um, and so in terms of our key values, giving leadership away, inviting people into discussion, I think is one of the best ways we can be fully family. So Nikki, if a congregant came to you and it's like, yeah, I don't understand. Nikki, why do you feel like membership is fully family? How, how do you feel like it's us stepping in personally? Yeah, I, I think a couple things. I think membership is how you ensure that we are fully family, hmm. right? Because you can say that everybody is included and everybody has a seat at the table, but membership sort of locks that in, you know, as mm-hmm. part of our kind of structural process that you're creating structures now that ensure that people are invited into kind of that decision-making process. Um, you know, my other thought is that I, it's an interesting thing because I think membership to me is like a heart shift that happens in someone. Like, I'm not going to go around and, you know, a, a, you're, well, I'll know because I do the database, but <laughs> a, an average person isn't going to walk around and go, oh, that person's a member, that person, like, we won't know, Right what's going to change is how you internally view your attachment to the church yep. and how you kind of then your attitude towards things. Right. And so it's an internal kind of shift that happens that makes you um, more committed and it makes you want to jump in more and it makes you, you know, want to invest your time and your resources and makes you want to care for the people around you because you've said, I commit to you. I commit to this family. So it's like an ownership mm. that you're taking when you do that. So it, I think that is, um, membership becomes this way of someone making a commitment to the family, which is how you do fully family, I think, to like the next level. Yeah, committing and making it official is not independent of loving and being a part of a family. And I think that that's probably Sean, what you're mostly thinking of, of like people with negative experiences. It's like, well, to be a member, this is what you're allowed. This is what you're given. This is what you're not allowed to do. And that feels so, like you said, like an iron fist versus like what Nikki said of this is an internal shift for you to love the church in kind of an official way. And I think that's really compelling. And I think that's Mm -hmm. truly fully family. I really, really love that point. Well, at its worst, church membership is a step into bureaucracy, right? And I think that's what nobody wants, that nobody wants wants that. I don't think anybody sets out church membership trying to create that, but that's what what can happen. I think the exciting thing in the early days of a church is that we get to build something and shape it where it can be um, something that moves in a different direction than that. 
Yeah. And let's talk about building it for a second. And Sean and Nikki, I'll talk to you guys specifically because you guys kind of helped with the bylaws. You guys were researching a ton and we have a whole podcast episode about that for those listening who didn't hear. But how was developing the membership process different than that? How was developing a membership process different than looking at bylaws and trying to come up with like the foundation of how the church runs? And and in the same way, what was the f- most fun part about developing this process? And Garrick, I know you were part of it as well. What was the most fun part of developing it? But first, what made it different than developing bylaws? And how was it different than developing bylaws? Well, I think developing the bylaws put the structure in place that makes then making the decisions for the process. You know, like you look at um, the bylaws is where we had the, to make the decision of does someone have to be baptized or not, right? That's in the bylaws. So now when we're deciding how this actually we implement it, we already know that going into it, right? The bylaws are where we decide, okay, well, it says in our bylaws, we have to have some kind of an application, right? And so, but the decision then comes on what goes in the application. And that was conversations that Sean and Garrick had to kind of figuring out what do we want to ask on this application where the bylaws just told us we need it, you know? So we have several, most of the steps of our process were already in the bylaws, but then now we get to have conversations that kind of, make them more rounded, I guess. That's well put. Sean, did you guys look at any other church membership models for uh, coastlines? We did, man. We had, <laughs> that's funny that you asked that. Yeah, we had multiple church bylaws out on the table. They were all highlighted in different colors, looking at how they could function. Uh, that was a lot of fun for me and Nikki. It was, I think, the subject of a lot of jokes from everybody else about how into it we were. Um, we tried to pick the best parts of other churches' bylaws, things that we really liked and enjoyed. But, but the good news, honestly, is that the Covenant has a pretty great uh, set of bylaws that you can begin with. And so we started with that and we built on top of that. So we weren't maybe uh, starting as much from scratch as you might imagine, or maybe as it sounds like we really had uh, probably 80% of the work done by the denomination with us able to put kind of our unique feel on it. So yeah, definitely looked at other people's stuff. Uh, and then just took things that worked in the past or didn't work in the past and tried to um, account for them and ensure that we could have a, a church system that ran as smoothly as possible. Yeah. And I think what's awesome is, and I said this on Sunday during benediction, but like Garrick preached about what works and what doesn't work about church membership. And Garrick, just from your perspective, was that a hard message to study for and prep for about church membership? Because we'll probably get to it, but there's no like acts for here's how to structure church yeah. membership. Yeah, it was hard in that way. There's no go-to passage for like, oh, you're teaching on membership. Like if you're teaching on, you know, a theological topic, sometimes you can be like, oh, this is exactly where I need to go. This is where the Bible addresses that specific issue. If you're talking about how to treat one another, how to love one another, spiritual gifts, things like that. If you're topical, usually there's like, oh, here is a place to land and anchor yourself. And I felt like that this topic doesn't have that, but it's more interwoven in both giving us our understanding of ourselves as well as then how we relate to each other. Right. So if we're called and we talk a lot about this at Coastline, if we're called into this relationship with Christ, which which means then that we are the family of God, then scripture has a lot to say about both our identity as family collectively. And then it also communicates, obviously, a lot as to how we treat one another as family. And so I was really trying to anchor it in the wider call of scripture in those areas. And that's why I kind of covered those three truths that we're called into. Um, And then out of that, then that builds a membership is an opportunity to expand on those and live into those in a more full way. 
So it gets us out of like what Sean was saying. It's more than just like church bureaucracy, right? Of like, oh, I've got all these things that I've got to go to in meetings. At the heart of it is how do how does if I lend myself, if I give myself over, if I attach myself to this organization and to this church, then what am I going to be receiving and what am I going to be giving? And those questions are going to run, I think, broader and deeper as a member. But that's, I want to that's what I think out, they're gaining. I want to point out, Garrick, you are famous for writing a sermon across seven days. <laughs> Basically, well, six days. Start on Monday, finish it on Sunday. You finished your membership sermon on a Wednesday. Well, that's because the Lord is gracious to yeah, me. So the, also, the question was, was this hard for Garrick? I have never seen him write a sermon so fast in my life. Yeah. He was under the gun a little bit. He had yeah. to go out of town. Had to go out of town. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and I think the, the backstory behind that, and I'll keep this really quick. I did have that moment, Hunter, where I'm like, where am I going to anchor this thing? I remember that Like, how am I going to be well. biblical in this? And how do I best anchor? And because there's a lot of things that you can highlight when you're talking about church membership. You could spend a lot of time talking about, you know, procedure and policy. You could talk a lot about heart and what drives it or talk about both. And it was interesting as I was thinking about it, kind of like in prayer with the Lord, those three ideas of mutuality, connectedness, and interdependence just came, Hmm. just came to me. And I went, oh, okay, Lord, those are kind of be the anchor points of what we're going to do here. And as I thought about it more and more, I'm like, this really fits Coastline because I think what what our community needs to hear from this podcast and in other places is we want structure so that we're ordered so that everybody knows the expectations and that we bring clarity because clarity is loving and clarity helps us be on mission together hmm. but more than anything we want the heart of a body that is for each other and lives out our collective identity and our collective mission together um, and I think Coastline's got a really good shot of doing that, of not losing the heart in the midst of having order. Like back to your question of people that are concerned about, do we really need membership? As Sean was saying, I think the real concern is that like, is it really going to help us or is it going to get in the way? And I think that if you keep the heart uh, along with the structure you're in good shape. And I have confidence that from these two spending so many hours working on bylaws, just reminding our community, like collectively as a staff, we probably have close to a hundred years of church experience. (laughs) Seriously. Sure. So when we sat down to do these things and take the boilerplate from the covenant, there was a lot of, we've seen this work, we've seen this not work and learning from our mistakes, learning from other churches, failures, other churches, successes, our own as well. And so I think we're trying to organize it in a very smart, intuitive way that allows us to be organized and structured and yet doesn't get in the way of the passion and the heart that really has to drive the whole thing. Can I give an example of that? And I don't know, maybe I'm over speaking, but like one of the (laughs) biggest kind of debates that we had as we were putting this together is when someone signs on to be a member what are they committing to mm-hmm. um, and whether we instill like a um, kind of theological agreements that people have to agree to or whether it's more they're agreeing to the unity um, and yet kind of allowing for differences of thought, right? And so we've, we've gone back and forth a number of hours talking through what does it mean if we're asking someone 
to become a member, you have to actually align with the viewpoint versus you have the freedom to have different viewpoints. And so, you know, we landed in more of the unity thrust, um, but that it was a big conversation um, because we do all have history in some of this. And I, I'm excited about where we've landed on this, but that came with lots of conversation. And again, I think a thrust towards heart and having, you know, uh, making decisions that err on the side of love. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's like, I'm passionate about Coastline. Do I have to be a member? Yeah, as I said in the beginning, like I'd, I'd want to unpack, why are you asking that question? Um, Cause I want to go to other churches sometimes. And I, you know, I don't feel like I have to stay here every single Sunday. I only want to come mm-hmm. once or twice a month or once mm-hmm. or twice every season. Do I have to be a member? Yeah. Should I be a member? Yeah. You don't have to be a member, but I would say you should be a member. Once you decide that this is your family, that this is the place that you want to land. I think the next step is I want to become a member. So that you can grow in the commitments that you're making so that you can belong, which means like I'm going to attach myself to this place because there are things that only come in our spiritual growth when we're asked to be committed to something that we can't be committed to on our own. Mm. Right. And that's the difference in, in part between attendance and membership. Like attendance, I think you're asking one question, what can I get on a given week? I think when you become a member, you're forced into asking a second question, which is, what can I give to this place? And if we never get to that second question of like, what can I give, then I don't think we really can grow into all that Christ has for us. Um, so that's part of it. I mean, e- even that first part, I would always encourage somebody saying, it's fine to bounce around a few churches while you're trying to find which place is really going to be home. But it, my encouragement would always be like, pick a home and plant yourself. There's a lot of good churches in the South Bay. We're not the only one. And I'd even encourage you to be like, you don't even have to pick here, but pick somewhere and get rooted into that community. Because if you don't, if you always hop around, then I guarantee you your growth is going to be stifled. Do you guys think that church membership is as popular as it once was? Or do you think that like with cultures kind of like laissez-faire ideas about commitment and consistency it's just kind of gotten less popular. I think it's gotten less popular. But do you think that's because of culture or do you think that's because church is less popular or COVID? You know, we can always just blame COVID for everything. Like, I think part of it's the thing that you brought up that people are maybe a little more averse to commitment of tying myself to a place or to, or to an organization. I think we like the illusion of freedom. I think part of the problem there is that you just turn the church into a product, something to be consumed. You know, um, I like this preaching and this worship. And so I go to these places for these things um, instead of actually sharing your life with other people. So I think that's one of the big, the biggest problems is that we're just not thinking of church in a biblical manner. We're thinking it in terms of uh, we've commercialized it into being something that meets my needs. But we're getting it wrong in that because what having the church meet your needs is to join and be a part of the body. It's not to find the best preacher or the best worship or the best youth group or the best women's program. That's not it. I think we get that wrong all the time. And since we get that wrong, then church membership isn't valuable because I can just pick and choose and go and float um, and uh, just kind of consume constantly. And also when you're, if you live that way, um, what it ends up being is that you take, 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 but you actually never give anywhere right? Because you're not invested enough to serve. You're not there frequently enough to disciple or mentor or be in a kid's class or to join the choir. 
right? So you're just a constant, you're just like you're a spiritual glutton, just constantly eating from all churches and never giving anything back. Wow. I think with that, you're not allowing yourself to be in a place where you are willing to listen and hear the hard things, right? Because if you're not deeply connected to someplace and not committed, then you're not willing to be open and vulnerable to hear like, hey, I, I need to speak into your life on something. You're not even open to that if you're just hopping around. So membership is kind of, I think, both a, a place that you're making a commitment to, but also saying, I'm open now to like having people speak into my life and say, what does it require of me and ask of me to be a member here? And that's a scary thought. And I think yeah. mm -hmm. as Coastline story takes a turn towards being a church for more than two years, we have a place to meet and we have kind of a history already. I think that people could look at it and be like, well, you guys haven't done it yet. Like you, there's no official governance. These bylaws, you know, I've heard about them. I've seen them, but I, you know, they don't affect me at all. And I think people could say the same thing about membership, which is something that I think is really compelling to say, no, we want to take that step in your life and asking people to take that step in the life of Coastline, which I think is really beautiful. And I think that that's something that we're going to get right at, at Coastline. And so I kind of want to pitch this back to you guys of like, we, we're doing women in ministry the Coastline way. We're doing church the Coastline way. What is, what is membership the Coastline way? Like, what does it mean to uniquely be a member here at Coastline Covenant Church? Well, I think part of it is um, there's a lot of trust that's built into this process. Um, one of the things that's unique is I, I think people are used to a, um, a congregational business meeting model, right? Where four or five times a year you gather together and you vote on things that are, you, you, you take reports and you vote on things that are happening. There's just a lot more emp empowerment that's happening in our model where that meeting will largely happen once a year. And you'll be voting and selecting people who you'll be empowering to do some of that work. Uh, the biggest decisions always come back to the congregation, which would be, you know, buying of property, uh, termination of the senior pastor, hiring of the senior pastor, um, setting of budgets. Those things are always going to come back to the congregation. But the day-to-day -day things of the church, there's a lot of passing off and trust. And so trust is built into the system. Um, and that might be scary, but uh, I could tell you I've been a part of systems where skepticism or distrust is built in and it's worse. Uh, so um, obviously it is on us to make sure that we uh, remain worthy of that trust, that you don't violate that trust, that um, we stay trustworthy. So it's always easy to do that. But I think that's fundamentally the biggest difference that exists between maybe what people have known and what they're going to have. There'll be a lot more empowerment and a lot more uh, trust built in, assuming the best of people that they're going to lead us well and empowering them and giving them the tools to do so. Yeah, that's, that's really well put. Garrick, Nikki, from your perspective, like what does it mean? What does it uniquely mean to be a member at Coastline? Like what do you get as a member of Coastline you wouldn't get maybe being a member at another church? Mm -hmm. Well, there, there are some things. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to divulge too much, right, until you like kind of come to the class. Oh, um, a little teaser. But but there are. You're there, talking about the tattoo? There are. The, no, it's going to keep keep that secret, Sean. No, no. Um I, I do think we are going to do some things that help people recognize that my membership is more than me having a vote. It is about my discipleship. And so we are going to provide spiritual growth opportunities that would be churchwide, but the expectation will be if you're a member, you will step into this with us, you know, um, I think reading a book is a good example mm -hmm. of like, we have found a book that we believe is worthy 
of everybody's time for them to chew on these principles, these truths, and these ideas. And so we want to go after that together. We're going to ask all of our, you know, invite everybody to read it, but ask members like that's where kind of some commitment's going to come in to actually do some work and I think create some growth, mm. right? Um, and I think, I mean, I, I can't obviously speak for every church, but I know for us, when I think about membership, I always think through like, you want it to be family, you want it to be joyful, and you want it to be part and connected to people's discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so as we frame that, as you begin the process, um, I would say our membership um, in some ways isn't done. You know what I mean? Like you're going to become a member and we're going to figure out how to craft, how are we family? How do we continue to bring joy and how do we help people grow spiritually in Christ um, into the process on an ongoing basis? So um, I don't know if that's necessarily unique, but I know that some of the driving thoughts that I have in my head as far as everything that we craft. Mm -hmm. Nikki? Uh, yeah, I think um, you guys will see, like I, I love actually... I mean, it sounds silly to say this, but I love some of the questions on the application. I think the application is really shows who we are. And again, that was Garrick and Sean putting that together. And the there's like two or three questions that just talk about us committing to be for one another, fighting for one another, be unified with one another, pursuing that over division and divisiveness. And I think that's feels unique to this place is that we're, we really want to be unified and together and seeing the best in one another. And, and so I think that's a piece of it. So then Nikki, I'll ask you, we've talked a lot about philosophy, 40,000 foot. Let's get practical. You mentioned the application. What's the application? Talk to me about what's on there. What can we expect and where can I find it? If I want to start the membership process, um, go to the front page of our website, the homepage, and there's a link right there. Uh, if you can fill it out electronically, you'll make my day. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there are paper copies as well. But they're um, only for those that really need them. <laughs> and you have to if fill out a form. If you don't need one, yeah. fill it out electronically. Yeah. You're helping me out. That just, that's like a personal favor to me if you do it electronically. And obviously um, podcast, audio medium, I can see Nikki tears in her eyes. She's <laughs> clutching her yeah, microphone, yeah. begging you to fill it out online. Yeah. No, there's um, also, I mean, all of it's there links to the membership class. Um, so you, I recommend you attend the class before you fill out the hmm. application because you're making commitments on the application to things that we will talk about in the class. Got and it. so mm -hmm. it just logically makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and again, baptism. Um, here's my thing with baptism. I remember um, I, I know there's lots of people you're, I'm always surprised at the people that aren't baptized. Right. And I um, think what happens is that either it just like, there hasn't been an opportunity or I think sometimes it actually feels really overwhelming to get baptized because sometimes it's a very public thing. And so like if, if these public opportunities are a little much, like I remember I spent years working with junior hires and we had junior hires opt out of our baptisms every year because it was just like the anxiety and the stress of doing this in front of everybody. Garrick just did a private baptism this week. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I would just say, don't, don't, if you love Jesus, get baptized. Like just don't not yeah, don't do let it, it be because a barrier. the the format that we're doing it in, we can figure out something. So that's that's great. Let's talk about baptism for a second. Who is qualified? Who is eligible for baptism? And why should they get baptized? And maybe furthermore, why do we have to have baptism as part of our membership process? Uh, to those latter two questions, because Jesus commanded it. 
Okay. You know, go there for into Sorry the world I asked, make- Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. It's, we're all, fo- we're all learning how to follow Jesus. That's what discipleship is. And to commit yourself into baptism and to be baptized is to say yes to following Jesus and what he's asking. Mm. Like, uh, who any anybody who professes faith in Jesus Christ, if you're able to say, I believe Jesus is the son of God and I will commit myself to following him um, all the days of my life, you are ready to be baptized, right? So, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the expectation. Um, and when you're being baptized, just this reminder of you're, you're identifying with Christ saying, I am identified with him and his death and resurrection. That's what the baptism is symbolizing. I have died with him in his death and I will rise again with him in his resurrection. Um, and, but then you're also, and as we talk about membership, maybe this is the other piece, people forget you're identifying yourself into the church of Christ and saying, I'm part of the family of God and I'm part of the family here at Coastline. Um, and again, that's where we're asking for this. You need to be baptized as an expression of your faith and as an expression of your giving yourself over to this church called Coastline to be part of the family. Hmm. Um, so that's why we're making a, that's in part why we're making a big deal of it and saying you need to do this if you're going to become a member, both from a theological faith standpoint, but then also a, a commitment standpoint. So if I've been baptized before as an infant, should I ask to get baptized? It counts. That one counts or this one counts? It counts. You don't need it again. Don't need it again. So if I've been baptized at another church. Counts. Counts. Yep. So if I've never been baptized before. Doesn't count. Okay. (laughs) That's good. That's that's exactly how I wanted it to be said. So if you've never been baptized before and you want to call Coastline home and you want to become a member, baptism is the next step for you. How do you get baptized at Coastline Covenant Church? Two ways. We have a beach baptism coming up on. Tenth. September 10th. And then we also... Right after the service. Right after the service. We'll walk down after the service, Avenue C. So plan on being at church another half hour, 45 minutes that day and come join the families we celebrate together. And And really plan on it. Like don't, don't not go. Just go. Yeah. And if you hate the ocean like Rochelle, if you're afraid of it, (laughs) the murky water and the waves, well then we'll have a pool set up on the patio on... October, October 1st. 1st. October 1st. With tacos. Tacos, yeah. tacos and, baptism. and baptism. It's yeah. like the perfect day. It yeah. is. <laughs> so those will be the two opportunities. We need you to fill out the application or reach out and let us know that you want to be baptized uh, in kind of the venue, but we're looking forward to doing both. It should be really cool. Yeah. And that's also on the, there's a, it's just a click on the homepage to let us know. Easy. Yeah. And again, as Nikki said, like if for some reason you're out of town, both of those dates, right? Or there is some significant issue with either of those you know, ideas. Garrick will come to your house. No, fill you, your tub, <laughs> dip you real quick on the next one. Yeah. I'm just saying we, we, you know, if there's a, a few people that need some added flexibility, we can talk. So reach out to Nikki and we'll, we'll find a way if you're open, we would love to baptize you. We don't want not being able to make those two baptisms a means of like, Oh, I can't become a member just the same way with the class. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to talk about that. I'm sure in a second. So. Absolutely. I was going to say, hey, Garrick, wrap us up. Talk to me about the class. What can we expect? Yep. Don't give too much away, of course, but yeah. like <laughs> give us a little bit of the vision behind the class. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, you know, we, we call it class so kind of people know what it is, but really I almost more want to just call it, it's a family meal. Like we're going to enjoy a meal together. 
And then we're going to talk about things that everybody needs to know so that we're all on the same page so that everybody can be onboarded and understand like, oh, okay, this is uh, what it means to be part of this family. This is our expectations of each other. Um, and these are the things that we're excited about and committed to collectively. And then let's go get it. So I'm excited about it. It's um, We're offering two different classes knowing people have um, full schedules. Uh, we'll have our first ones uh, Sunday after. Both of them are after church on Sunday. Uh, we thought that'd be the easiest for everybody. One to three um, on September 17th. So mark your calendar. That's the first one. And the second one is uh, Sunday, October 15th. So you need to register for that because we are providing food and it'll help us have a better event to know how many people to expect. You can register for that on our website. Any homework? No homework. Nice. Yeah. Uh, a class with food and no homework. It, Sounds like I'm back at Biola, baby. <laughs> it's, it is fantastic. <laughs> and you know fantastic. what? I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to be often, you know, some good conversation and discussion as well. Yeah. I'm hoping for that too. Yep. Well, guys, what a comprehensive picture of what it means to be a member at Coastline Covenant Church. I just wish I could just be a member right now. I heard yesterday all the staff are going to have to fill out the applications. So I will fill out the application. I'm very excited for it. Do we need to it. fill out applications, Nikki? We talked about it yesterday about how we were all going to. Didn't we write it in the bylaws that staff are automatically members? Did we? I, I don't know. I need to go look through it. I uh, thought we probably so. did. We'll see. We'll see. I'll fill out the application. Well, we were anyway. just talking just about it say, just like as good form to like, you know, yeah. we're well, just in camaraderie like with Paul, everyone. we're saying, follow we're gonna, me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But also. I hope I pass. Let's just, I just want to say like. <laughs> well, that's why we're having you fill one out, Sean. Sure. Because <laughs> we're, we're a little suspect over this here. This is a scheme all <laughs> getting out of here. This podcast is written in stone and we heard Sean Hurley say he does not want to fill out an application. <laughs> he, he clearly has something to hide. He clearly does not want to become a member. I of hear Coastline super healthy, but I also heard this rumor that. Sean doesn't want to. One, one of their lead pastors will not become a member of his own church. He's like a deist. He's just like, you guys, I set it up. You guys keep it spinning. And you know what? That is a good place to end. Just is it though? Praying, praying for Sean's soul. <laughs> like, so, most, like the way most podcasts end. So I'll, I'll open up and if you feel compelled, just go ahead and jump in. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, can we all just have a moment of prayer as, as people are listening? Let's just pray for Pastor Sean just right now. Just pull your car over or, you know, really, really just get into the moment wherever you're listening to this podcast. No, of course, Sean's going to be a member. He'll be our charter member, our first one. Yeah. That's the only way I think he he'll do it. He was the first one. You actually filled out the application. Now you didn't. Oh, you're, well, you're, you're in. Right, you're right. pig. You tested oh, it out. Yeah. Uh, I, got, Nikki? I got yeah. kicked out first and I also got joined first. So technically <laughs> I am member one. I was going to say, or he did fill it out and Nikki's been like, don't mention it. Like he did not pass. <laughs> there were some really glaring things on there. We do not want him to be a member. <laughs> But if Sean can be a member, anybody can anybody. be a member here at Coastline Covenant Church. And I hope you remember that as you think about joining us for our class, joining us for baptism, and of course, joining us in the full membership process here at Coastline. Sean, Garrick, Nikki, thank you for taking some time out of your day to talk about it. I know you guys have been talking about it a lot. Garrick, great sermon on Sunday about it. Really, really enjoyed it. And I'm excited for Kites on the Coast this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tacos on Let's Sunday. Let's go meet some people. Meeting people, I guess. I was mm -hmm. more excited about just kites in general. Got tacos on Sunday, and then all the membership stuff starts next Sunday. So I'm excited, and we will see you next, next week and every week thereafter. You're going to have to But find only it. if you're a member, Sean. Whoa! <laughs> we can do like a members-only podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that. See you guys.